Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for checking this episode out. Um, I really appreciate it. I have a big passion for pro wrestling and the whole ecosystem around it. So I hope that comes through. Uh, this was such a fun episode to do with one of my best friends on the planet, Chandler Sturtz. Um, and so I hope that the, f- the amount of fun that we had comes through to you guys. So um, enjoy and uh, let's get let's get into it. Don't really care. I'm only gonna say this once. We're here to depart. We're here to take over. This is gonna be fun. Ow! You're killing your father, Larry. The people know it. I see what all the excitement is about. Yeah, my man, I made it happen. They all liked Paul until he started making moves. Hi, I'm Paul. Alrighty. What is going on, everybody? What's happening? Welcome back to another episode of The Paul Show. My name is P-A-U-L Paul. And surprise, surprise, we have Chandler Sturtz back on the podcast. Back again. Happy to be here. Back again. Number three. <laughs> uh, you're, becoming, uh, you're becoming quite the regular. I know. I'm waiting to add my name to the uh, the show. The Paul and Chan Show. <laughs> it sounds good. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> it does have a ring to it. I like it. But... Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. I think anybody who uh, who knows me and has spent time with me knows that I am quite the nerd for uh, the wonderful world of professional wrestling. And um, one of the one of the coolest interviews I've ever heard is uh, Tim Ferriss on, or it's Triple H on the Tim Ferriss podcast. And uh, Triple H is like the he's he was a wrestler. Now he's like the um, he's kind of gearing up to take over. Once, oh, sure. Once yeah. Vince McMahon kicks the bucket. Yeah. And, what a transition. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's kind of gearing up to take over. So, but the best explanation that I ever heard of, of, uh, pro wrestling was to those who get it, it needs no explanation. And to those who don't no explanation will suffice, but today <laughs> I'm going against that. Yeah, no, and, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, no. So, so Chan is not, uh, all that well versed in the world of professional wrestling. Not at all. So I was like, I thought it'd be fun to just get on here and explain the whole world, the whole uh, diorama of professional wrestling to to you. So no, I appreciate it. Yeah, this will just be one more sport I can talk about. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> well, it ain't no sport. But... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh, but no, that actually that actually reminds me. Like the first of all, like the. The thing that everybody always says as like a as like a negative or a or a downside to to pro wrestling is that uh, um, it's fake. Like that's yeah. that's what you always that's what you always hear. And my response is always no shit, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. It's fake. Like yep. like it's not you, groundbreaking news. <laughs> yeah, like like of course it is. No shit. That's not the point. The point isn't like to to. Have a so what is the point though? Okay, so I think, and I think I have this right. It started as a real deal. Like it started as like wrestling, as like two people get in a, yeah. a ring or whatever, and and figure out who's a better man. Yeah. And uh, that just got too boring. And yeah. so then they then they started like this was like back in like the Stone Ages. They started yeah. scripting it, and then it just kind of evolved from there, and 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 was. 
So it's, it's really more of like it's really more of performance art, yeah. Than it is. It's like going to a show. Sport. Yeah, it's like it's it's like Cirque du Soleil yeah. or like it's just it's just fun. Like that's mm-hmm. all, that's all it's really intended to be. Like yeah. It, and then like for me, I started watching it when I was like ten, mm-hmm. and and I there was a point where I was watching it like every week. Like I'd yeah tune in with my popcorn on Monday nights. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'd tune in on Monday nights and watch it, and uh, it was. It was a lot of fun. Like I, I those those are fun times. Like I, I had a, I had a, um, that white thing over there. Yeah. The drawers. Uh huh. That I've had that thing for probably fifteen years. And back in the day, that that was full of uh, of like every drawer was, was wrestling. It, it was yeah. action figures. figures. Yeah. yeah, I had like I had the whole collection. Like I had all of it. But uh, it's starting to explain a lot here. I'm putting the pieces together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and my. Uh, my my brother and my stepdad would always be like playing with dolls again, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I'm like guilty as charged, guilty as charged, no shame. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it, it's just it's not like again, it's not any groundbreaking news that it's fake, and yeah. like and I would say like when it's done right and when it's done well, there's. It, especially in a live environment when you're there, kind of goes out the window. It's like, like it's like you don't even think about it, and yeah. it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't even when it's done right, you don't even think about yeah, it because it's uh-huh. just like you you kind of do get lost into yeah the what's story. going on in the theatrics of it. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and 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 there are parts where like when it's done not well. Yeah, it's really not done. Well. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like watching a bad movie. Yeah, and it's like oh, <laughs> so like. For me though, like the days of me sitting down every week and like watching the product and yeah. like and actually paying attention and and just watching the actual show, yeah, those days are probably behind me. Gone. Yeah. yeah. At least like on a regular basis. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably I just don't have time to yeah. like because like the way it is right now, you have three hours on Monday night. That's crazy. You have you have uh f- like two two hour shows over between two promotions on Wednesday night and then on Friday night you have another two hours. That's insane. That's so, a lot of time. Dude, it's just a lot like there's so much content out there that it's yeah. just overwhelming to watch. Do you like, think they're overdoing it too much or Yeah, and I think I think like if you um I think if it was up to people like writing the shows yeah. and like doing that, they'd go I think I think it's better for the product to have less. Oh yeah, and because that more buildup too. Yeah, yeah, it's like if you're having it three days a week for a couple of hours, it's like, well, if I can't catch this one, I'll just catch the next one. Yeah, it's not like and, and they're all every week. different, but they're all kind of it's all yeah. the same thing. Sure, but it just is like it's it's different stuff, and like um, the going to it live is really. Is it was way different than watching it on TV. Like watching it on TV, you hear the commentary, yep. and you hear you kind of you're piecing everything together through that. Yeah, and yeah. And but when you're there live, it's like, again, it's one of those things when it, when you're there live and it's a good show and it's done yeah. right, it's so much fun. Like the um, I went to NXT Takeover in Chicago. Oh yeah, uh, in mm-hmm. November last year, and dude, that was that was like the best show because it was it was a two hour show so it wasn't like wasn't super it wasn't long. drawn out mm-hmm. but then like the other example is I went to um, I went to Raw when it was here you last year here in year. New Orleans, yeah and that's a three hour show and they tape another hour show before that yeah so it just is like it gets really really and long and the crowd is there the whole time yeah well they're supposed to be <laughs> yeah, hopefully at least near the ring <laughs> yeah yeah I was just saying, they, it's funny like you can tell um, especially recently because 
it's just it, they always say that it's cyclical. Yeah, and that's just code for they have they have good shit sometimes and they don't yeah. other times. Uh-huh. So it's like um, I think and it's almost like that with everything too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just um, but the the actual show of it and the actual like. Going there, it's funny. Like when when there's not a lot of people there. Yeah, they move people. So they're on camera. I was just about, to, camera, ask. Right? Was yeah, just about yeah. to ask if they move everybody yeah. down and so try to fill it around. It's it. all just a fucking work, and it's all just yeah. like it. What you see on TV is so different than going to an arena and going to like. Yeah. Do you prefer watching it on TV or actually going live? Going, no, going live. live, especially to an exciting show like. Yeah. Like NXT, that that was a lot of fun. And I'm sure that keeps you like on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. I can imagine some of the longer ones. There's probably some lulls like in the action, right, where the crowd kind of gets out of it. Yeah. And, and like when you're when you're there <laughs> live for a for a three hour like yeah. Monday Night Raw show, you're there and you're what you have to sit through commercial breaks. Yep, so it's like uh-huh. they break, they turn all the lights down yep. and it's like, well, this sucks. Yeah. And you don't quite have time to like go get another beer and keep <laughs> drinking, but um, you also don't have time to like, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of just wasted time. Yeah. It's hard dead, to say into it too. Dead with time. The but like when you're, when you're at a show that's just keep, <clears throat> keep going and keep going. Yeah. Like th- that's really cool. But, um, but no, so I kind of want to get into, sort of some history of it like um do, do you know like any kind of the, the... no i can't say i okay. really do know any okay so it's actually really cool like and, and we were watching narcos the other night yeah yep. and um there's some parallels and i'll draw those parallels here in a second i'm loving this already parallels <laughs> between narcos and, and pro wrestling yeah dude so um like in the 80s uh well like before the 80s yeah it was you wrestling was a very small and very like territorial so each kind of like the central states had um like in minneapolis like Vern Gagne was he had the awa and so he kind of ran that territory like minneapolis gotcha. came down into iowa yeah um kind of had this territory and then um the mcmahon's so vince mcmahon the vince mcmahon that we all know yeah um his father ran the territory in the northeast okay. which, which at the time was the <clears throat> wwf and that has just evolved. And, yeah. And and then um, what's so the third W for? I think it was the Worldwide Wrestling. Worldwide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> again, the naming is always it's always just they come up with some weird shit. It's cyclical. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. But um, but no. So like in the eighties, you had like all these before the eighties, you had all these little territories, mm-hmm. and so like you had kind of the the McMahon's, and then for, down from there, you had uh, Jim Crockett, and he kind of ran. Kind of the South, sure, and then, um, and then Vince McMahon when he took so Vince McMahon Jr. took it over from Vince McMahon Senior, yeah. And when he took it over, he had the vision to go national with it, yeah. So he uh-huh. had the vision to be like, I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing the Narcos parallel here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had the vision to go like mm-hmm. to to blow this thing up and go global with yeah. it. Oh, well, maybe not global right at the sure, start, but yeah. But at he, least consolidate it. Yeah, and he make was it like one product. Go really. big yeah. is kind of how, and he's like. He's like he wanted there to be one brand yep. through the whole thing, yeah. and because he was in New York and New York City and Madison Square Garden kinda and all gave that, him the power. You kind of had the mecca, and yep. so it made it. It just lended itself a little bit easier to make sense. Yeah, him and then, rather than anybody else too. Yeah, yeah. So then he started going into all these little territories, and just either offering to buy them out, yep. or saying we're going to come compete with you. Yeah, good luck. And <laughs> and and compete with you. With a better product because yeah. he was probably that, poached their, their as, performers, their wrestlers. Yeah, too. yeah. So 
That's funny. Hulk Hogan, actually, uh, he was an AWA guy back in the day. Oh, okay. So he was in the AWA and kind of, uh, that's where he really like kind of honed his, what, what he's yeah, good at. Yeah, uh, his persona too. Yeah, the and, brother. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so he was in, uh, in AWA and then Vince McMahon came in and po- yep, that he's like, he's like that money train didn't leave without him on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he came in and um, kind of took Hulk Hogan to New York yep. and then was like, used Hulk Hogan to kind of take this thing national. Yeah. So then in the 80s, um, off the back of Hulk Hogan and, and all this, like they were kind of gaining a lot of momentum. And, mm-hmm. and then um, he, he, he had the idea or somebody had the idea of, of a WrestleMania. So yeah. that's where the, that started in, in 84, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, the, their idea was they were doing a lot of stuff with MTV at the time. Sure. So they were uh, doing like the rock and wrestling connection. Oh, uh, okay. And this, they were, that was MTV's heyday too. Yeah, it was. So uh-huh. they were like, they were big parts of MTV back in the day and, and Hulk Hogan was on MTV and he actually used to play in a band. So he really? fit right into that. Wow. Man of many skills. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not just the, not just the leg drop brother. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so then they started, they had this rock and wrestling thing going and then, um, Vince McMahon wanted to have like a, a big event, like a tent pole event. Yeah. And like a, and they wanted to bring like celebrities in and, and have all the shit sure. going. And, and like at the time that wasn't done, like, yeah. like wrestling was kind of off the mainstream and it was kind of, yeah. I mean, it was done in like, in like, armories and yeah. smoky well because my great grandma used to be a big wrestling fan and oh really yeah my grandma always talks about having to bring her to like cedar rapids to some <laughs> sketchy place to watch yeah, it and everything dude. And I'm just like, so that's funny cedar rapids um there's there's a really infamous event that happened in the 90s and we'll we'll uh we'll talk about the 90s but i want to touch on this real quick um so wcw and and i'll explain this here in a little bit too they um they ran an event in cedar rapids and um it was it was called sold out and it was supposed to be their first NWO all pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, it is, it's kind of really into the wheeze. The, the opening of the show is them driving through the streets of Cedar Rapids <laughs> and, and they're on garbage trucks and <laughs> they're driving through the snowy streets of Cedar Rapids on garbage trucks and they're going, we're here to take over. Oh we're gosh. Ta-. And it's just like, it's like, whoever f- did that marketing, give me a call. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> dude, it sucked. It was like, it was just, was the event sold out actually? Uh, well, so it's spelled S O U L E D. Sold out. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the soul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, so uh, yeah, it was just Cedar Rapids has always been a. My point there is Cedar Rapids has always been a hotbed for wrestling. Uh, hope they get power back soon. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna be a hotbed for much. Yeah. Um, but no, so uh, so anyways, yeah, like in the '80s, they kind of started just going in and competing. Yeah. And then um, once Vern Gagne went out of business in in uh minnesota mm-hmm. that was kind of the last of like the the ones old... who could have competed with like the new or like the yeah old i mean school. realistically Vern Gagne had no shot at competing. Yeah. like it was just it wasn't gonna happen at time he was he was syndicating like um like in des moines he would have been on the cw like mm, gotcha. he, he was he was like he was dealing with with channels like that yeah and Vince McMahon was just he was going into like major cable yeah and and taking he had one product that he would just send everywhere oh yeah uh-huh. and so he was going into this little market and, and buying TV time there and then going into this little market and buying TV time there and and the people in that market were going like well why would I watch this garbage yep. when there's this this really fun exciting like yeah well funded and yeah, yeah like and and the the thing that 
Vince did, which I don't think he gets a lot of credit for, is he um, he invested heavily in production. Yeah. So he, I think he saw the writing on the wall that all these like like if you look at some of the old wrestling and some of the old TV footage, yeah, it's really bad. Like it's yeah. like it's hard to watch because it's like it, it's one camera up in like the stands yep. and it's like going down on this ring when there's not a lot of lights. Sure. It's, it's kind of dim and there's people smoking yeah. cigarettes in the crowd and like it's just like not not a good look. And so Vince McMahon came in and goes screw all that like i'm i'm gonna get the good director yep like i have like he's like i want to nail down the production of this thing because yeah i i think he knew going national it had to be wrestling for a long time was a was a live event business Mm -hmm. and was a they they made money by getting people to the arena sure and getting people to watch the event live yeah and i think vince mcmahon saw the writing on the wall of like with TV coming in, yeah. he's like, That's where the this is at. a TV product. Mm-hmm. And the way to go national is to make it a TV product. Yeah. And I guess the way to do that is to invest in production. It's like anything, too. Like, the best things usually focus on the product first. Yeah. yeah then yeah. worry about everything else after. Exactly. And I think a lot of those a lot of those guys, like a lot of the territory guys, um, Vince McMahon, would, he would give them the option to sell the company to him yeah and peacefully take over <laughs> or, yeah. or he would go in if they wouldn't do that still like, get a Christmas card <laughs> <laughs> yeah or he would do that and uh, he would just go compete with them and yeah. kick their ass no. and, and so like Vince McMahon he's I, a mogul dude when, when people talk about like business icons and, and people who I I look up to in terms of business there's not a more impressive business story than Vince McMahon. And I totally agree with that, too, just knowing a little bit about him, too. I think too many people just know the surface of him, and they think about the XFL and all that, yeah. but they don't think this about... This is the XFL. Yeah, but they don't think about what it, what he did to get there, too. And Yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing about the XFL, the first one, is... Um, so I listened to I listened to some podcasts like uh, that was major because that was the first one too that like NBC and they were competing with the directly with the NFL yep, too yeah and, and it was like the but the thing about that is it was just kind of they they kind of hot shotted it and the, and they were trying to to just gun like run and gun and yeah. and and get it on the air as quick as they could. That's where, I, yeah, I think. And so it up. just failed because they didn't have the prep. Like, have you seen that thirty for thirty about yeah, the XFL? Yeah, it's yeah, it's really really good. I know. Maybe uh, with like another year of prep time, they would have been. Yeah, yeah, and I think I don't know the the new XFL. I think they had a shot. I I totally and COVID agree. COVID kind of yeah, that was out, those out, out of their control. I think that one definitely would have made it to. I mean, yeah, the the football was a lot better too, and the yeah. product just got better yeah. with time. Well, now we'll see what the Rock does, but like. Um, so anyways, like the, the, in the, in the eighties, they took it national and then, um, kind of in the, once you got past like 87 was kind of their, their pinnacle year. Yeah. They had WrestleMania three and they did it in Pontiac, in the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan. Oh, nice. In Detroit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, they had, I think the, the number that they said, which if you're, Anybody who knows wrestling knows that they kind of the, the numbers they have to are suspect a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the numbers are suspect. Like they take they take the number of fans plus the number of workers plus the, like oh, they, yeah. they go total number total, in total the bodies. Bo- <laughs> yeah. So like it was like ninety three thousand people Damn. in the Silverdome. Yeah. Sounds like a COVID nightmare right about yeah, now. Yeah, true. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they got like ninety nine let's say ninety thousand people yeah. in there. And that was kind of their pinnacle year because you had you had Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Ninety thousand people for anything is crazy. Yeah, Andre too. Yeah, yeah. what another good character to market, dude. So Andre, he 
I don't know. Like, did you see the? Have you seen the HBO documentary? Yeah, uh-huh. it's good. It it makes me a little sad. I was gonna say. Yeah. Then I have. Yeah. Then you start to realize that his yeah. life, like he, that couldn't have been fun. No, not at all. I mean, it, I'm sure he enjoyed the. Yeah. The actual performing and when he felt good, but like when you have acromegaly or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just his bones got so dense. Well, anybody who's that big, too, like, yeah, that's a... When it's like your your pituitary gland produces so much hormones that you can't even, like, there's no putting a lid on growing. Yeah. So it's just everything keeps growing like you're 14. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you have that level of growth all the time. Yeah. And into, so, like, your bones get more dense. It'd be and, frustrating, too, and... And plus, I mean, just feeling I, like an outcast on top of everything. I could too. use the some. I could use a little bit of that. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Just just a moderate amount. <laughs> <laughs> send me some HGH. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, so, '87 was kind of the pinnacle year, and then getting into '88 and '89, and and then the early '90s, it was rough. It really, was really rough. Like um, they were still kind of trying to. Um, like I listened to a podcast with uh, Bruce Pritchard, who was who was Vince McMahon's like right hand man yeah. for a long time. And he said the 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 phrase that they always said to themselves was, "What would we do for Hogan?" So what they they do, tried yeah. to like they tried to kind of do the the Hulk Hogan. Have you and like the Hulk Hogan? What they did is they just um, he's kind of notorious for play the hits, brother. Like yeah, uh, they, like they, he's not gonna go out there and have a have a really technical and and dynamic wrestling match. He's sure. gonna go out there and do what yeah. what works. And um, and so. He just got he got over, which is like the the way of saying like popular and yeah, um, drawing big business. He got over by, um, the character he had in the beginning was say your say your prayers, train, eat your vitamins, like all this shit, yeah. and uh, and it was just like it was kind of hokey, but yep. for the time and it worked. They were marketing toward like kids, and so he was kind of this larger than life superhero. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they st- they they kind of were trying to do that again in the early 90s and it just like it wasn't working. Yeah. And it was like they had people like um like uh one of the characters they had was Isaac Yankum mm-hmm. and he was an evil dentist. <laughs> an evil dentist. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> and uh and some of those some of those vignettes that they did back in the day were were horrific yeah. cuz it was like they were just trying to find stuff that worked. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of around the same time, like the last territory that ever existed was, um, I mentioned Jim Crockett. Mm-hmm. So he was in the Carolinas. Yeah. And he ran uh, Mid- Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And um, so then that got sold to uh, Ted Turner. Uh-huh. And so Ted Turner bought it and they turned it into uh, WCW World Championship Wrestling. Yeah. And so then they had kind of TBS behind them. Sure. And there's a there's a really infamous event and it's called... Uh, I'm gonna look it up here. Um, Black Saturday, I think. Not the not the real one, but because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm looking uh, Black Saturday bushfires. I don't think it was that, but um, so Black Saturday in professional wrestling, it was uh, Vince McMahon appeared on TBS uh, to announce World Wrestling Federation's takeover of the World Championship Wrestling Program. Wow. So. Like Ted Turner and him had a deal yeah. where he was basically like that was the last one, yep. and he kind of thought he had it on lock, and then um, he he is he's talked about it as like he and Ted Turner made a bad deal, yeah, and like it wasn't working, and it was just so they but they had a contract and everything like it it just got got kind of 
like bad. And then, um, so eventually that got reversed and WCW is kind of its own thing. And then going into the nineties, like WCW is kind of trying to be like WWF light. Yeah. So they were kind of trying to be like, um, do the same kind of things, but, but make it I, not necessarily it, as over the top. They had no like direction and no definition. So yeah. like, um, one of the most infamous events is, uh, Halloween Havoc 92. And they had, a this, uh, called a coal miners glove match <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which, dude don't ask me i have no clue what the that naming means in pro wrestling is what yeah, amazes yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah well and then and then we'll get into later wcw but um they had another match uh judy bagwell on a pole match judy, ba- no, no, judy bagwell on a forklift on a forklift nice. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Like, which again i don't know what any of these mean and yeah. I've, I've never gone back and watched it but it's like <laughs> it just is like when you hear that it's like what the fuck? Yeah, what are you watching this weekend? Another uh, Judy Bagwell on a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. I almost put that in the intro to <laughs> to the podcast, but um, so then like in the mid nineties, um, and and in the meantime, like in ninety three, um, Vince or uh, Hulk Hogan went to WCW, and he was um, Ted Turner started giving out. Um, well, when I say Ted Turner, but they just had yeah. a like it, when when you deal with like that kind of corporate structure and that kind of I don't think they do well with incentive pay and things like that sure. so they started giving out like guaranteed contracts yeah which in in that time wasn't you, yeah, you got everything paid on based on what the house did and yeah. and kind of what was made and yep. then they distributed that yeah but like Ted Turner started giving out guarantees and so that started drawing people like Hogan say, went and then yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage went and then like so people just started going to they were WCW they kind of ahead of their time in that then yeah like, they now were. you won't see anybody sign without a guarantee exactly like now the, the everything is built on downside guarantees now yep. so it's like it, now it's it's very much like that, but yeah. back in those days it was not. So they were able to grab some people from uh, from McMahon there. Yeah. So like Hulk Hogan left, and then that's where like the WWF business kind of went. Yeah. And um, so like WrestleMania nine and ten, they started trying to do stuff with like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and like all these guys, and it just it wasn't drawing big money. Yeah. And um, and it, they just were kind of behind the times. Like, it was, they were trying to do kind of the same old Yeah, trying, hokey, to, do, trying to do the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, but it was like they were trying to do the gimmicky stuff yep. and trying to do, like, um, it just wasn't working. And then when Hulk Hogan went to WCW, um, they had... So then in, like, 96... Um, well, first of all, let me back up. Hold on. I'm all, I'm all messed up here. So the um, Hulk Hogan went, and he was still doing the red and yellow, like, say your prayers, eat yeah. your vitamins, but... He had gotten off the juice, and so he was kind of like a little bit smaller. Yeah, slimming down a little bit. Yeah, and then um, when he got to WCW, he was still trying to do the same thing, and he was trying to do the, let me tell you something, brother, and it just wasn't working so hot. So then in 96, um, Kevin Nash, who's who's actually a really smart guy, Mm -hmm. and uh, he played basketball at Tennessee. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah. and he couldn't play basketball anymore because his knees, so Mm -hmm. he's like... I've heard him talk about it. And he's like, he's like, I saw something that I could, I could do, and uh, he's like, I could be somewhat athletic, and I could do it on one leg. I and, could do and, it uh, on one leg. So he started, he started wrestling, and, and he was in WCW, and then, and then um, he had like a, he had a character called Oz, where he dressed up in this, like it was just like some of this shit is so horrible. Yeah. But um, but anyways, so <laughs> he um, he left and went to Vince, and Vince made him Diesel. And he got over that way. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so he went back to WCW and, and that they started 
bringing a lot more reality into their storylines. Yeah. So they started, they had this angle where Kevin Nash and Scott Hall came in and, and did like a hostile takeover oh, of, sure. the, of WCW. And yeah. They presented them as, as like invaders from, yeah. from McMahon. And it was just, it was kind of this thing. There were lawsuits and all this stuff. <laughs> but, uh, Minor details. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so then like off the back of that, Hulk Hogan turned into a bad guy and they, they made this NWO thing. Oh, that's cool. And then, WCW Nitro, it was Monday Nitro, um, that just took off and they started yeah. just kicking ass uh-huh. and they beat Vince McMahon for like eighty something weeks in a row, eighty three weeks, yeah, eighty three weeks in a row. There's Over, yeah, a year and a half there. That's yeah. pretty good. Shout out to Eric Bischoff, eighty three weeks podcast. <laughs> um, but no, so Eric Bischoff was the guy in charge of WCW during that time, mm-hmm. and he's the one that made it go from nothing. Yeah. Like he took over in ninety two, and then by ninety six they were not only making a profit but because like it was a it was a loser yeah that's a that's a big thing to make a profit to turn a profit yeah so like they they went from losing all their money yep to making money yeah and um and so funding itself and yeah yeah yeah. so he he's he's a really smart guy at that like i mean he still is but yeah and i like i listened to a podcast with him on it sorry if i'm talking fast i've had a lot of coffee no yeah Um, you're fine but no so i listened to a podcast with him on it and that's really cool because uh, he gets into a lot of the business stuff. Yeah. And he gets into like uh, the advertising deals. And, and that, like, yeah, that yeah. would be really cool to see that side of it too. Yeah. Because like they did a deal with like Slim Jim and, mm. and he talks about like uh, CPMs and like he gets into the kind yeah. of nitty gritty of like, like a Snickers CPM is way lower than a. Yeah. It's, you know, it's cool. It would be cool to scale that and to come up with ideas like who you can partner with and yeah, where you're going to reach yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. When, and, Wrestling has always been kind of, um, kind of ostracized from advertisers. Like it, yeah. they just don't really know how to take it, so they don't really. know. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they don't really know what their return is going to be on it, too. Yeah. And is that the target market they're trying to reach? Yeah. 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 It's, it's like gotta be a, like Slim Jim would be good. Yeah. Snickers. Like it's got to be one of those products that's kind of like a one size universal. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like Valvoline, and it, surprisingly, there's not a lot of like I always think that a beer sponsor would be really good. Yeah. But they've never had a beer sponsor. Interesting. It's, I wonder if there's some reason for that too, like some other reason. Or... I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's probably well. It probably has something to do with, um, and they might have had a beer sponsor in the, like in the late '90s. Yeah. Because um, I'll get into it here in a sec, but the because um, the product was just a little bit more edgy and yeah, and uh, there's some raunchy stuff. <laughs> but uh, but no, so I think they might have had a beer sponsor then. But I think because it's marketed to. Like some of the, a lot yeah. of their stuff is to kids and, and, um, is that still that, their target market then? It, it is now like, it, like in the late nineties and, and kind of when, when WCW started taking over, then Vince McMahon saw, okay, something needs to change here. Yeah. And so they started pushing that line and they were just better at it. Yeah. Like they were just better at pushing the line and, and they started doing stuff like, um, they had, a <laughs> some of this attitude there stuff was crazy, but they, they had like a, <laughs> This guy named the Godfather, yeah, and he was uh, his character was a pimp, and, and, uh, and so he uh, he'd come out to the ring, and go all aboard the hoe train, and he had like he had like ten like strippers with him basically that's and, crazy yeah and it was just like it was i'd love to be in that creative meeting like all right we're gonna call him the godfather and he's gonna be a pimp and then yeah, he's waiting for approval from everybody i know with it. yeah yeah how, how, what do you think about that like, i fucking love it yeah, so uh, the, the funny thing is is when you talk to anybody they they um or i mean when, when you 
just listen to anybody talk about Vince. Yeah. He's like the ultimate salesman. Yeah. He's like, uh-huh. people will say like, I go into a meeting with him and I have all this stuff that I want to plan that I, that I want to get out. And he's like, I don't want to, he's like, people will go into his office and be like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And they'll walk out an hour later and they'll be like, that's the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I and, can see that. and he'll make them think it was their well, idea. When I think of Vince, I think of promoter. Yeah, yeah. dude, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Like n- nobody. And, and, He's so good that when uh, Dana White bought the UFC, yeah, he his strategy was to mirror the WWE, sure, in yeah. in the business model uh-huh. and and how they did things, and then just a different product, yeah, different product, but I mean, kind of the same, yeah. Like it's uh-huh. like I, I always think of wrestling as like within the same family, yeah. I always think of wrestling as like imagine a fight where all the constraints of reality are just gone, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like a, yep. like it, where it's just what would be cool, yeah, and it's like. What looks cool and what what would uh, I don't know like to me throwing somebody off a table or like off a ladder or something that's not really realistic for a normal fight no but in the world of wrestling it works yeah it's kind of like stuff that you see in movies and like stuff that you always hear about happening in fights but in a real fight never happens yeah it's like stuff you never see yep and it's like because when you watch a real fight it's like there are a lot of times where it's boring yeah uh you know so like uh, wrestling is just like you take all that out yep Mm -hmm. but um. But yeah, the late '90s was like they had, uh, they started getting momentum with like Steve Austin. Sure. And he started really getting momentum. And yeah. He was flipping people off. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, kind of the bad boy they needed at that yeah, time. Yeah, he was kind of the antihero that they mm-hmm. that they were looking for. And then, The Rock came in, and this was like. So he came into Vince's then, right? Yeah. yeah so The Rock's dad was a wrestler, and mm-hmm. The Rock's The Rock's dad was a wrestler, and then his. So at this point, we're in the late 90s. What was Vince's called again? Okay, so the it, it started as the WWWF. Yep. And that was like in the 60s and then, or 60s and 70s. And then in the early 80s, he changed it to WWF. Yeah, so smart. That, Dropped that the was, wide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then it was just the World Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the one like I know about, yep, and that's the one yep. I always hear about. So it became that. And then from there, it was kind of... It just was like it was that for probably twenty years, and mm. and um, I'll we'll get into why it changed. I, I think but, I know why. Yeah, yeah wasn't the, there some some dispute with the World Wildlife Foundation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got beat by a friendly panda. Yeah. But uh, and, and that was like an O two. But um, the so yeah, like the late nineties, like ninety six. Steve Austin kind of started coming into his own, yep. and he he came into. WWF, easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> WWF with this really hor- horrific kind of like uh, ringmaster gimmick, and they weren't letting him talk. And oh, he's like yeah. one of the best talkers. Yeah, he's a performer. Like, yeah, you need to get like him. yeah, you got to give he's him. He's one of those mic. guys you just give him like, hey, just go do your thing. Yeah, exactly. And and that is what is missing. That's why I don't like watching it because it's like, yeah, you can tell that that's not too many him. constraints on him right it's now. It's like they memorize a script, and it's like it's the writer show right it's the, now. It's the corniest shit yeah. you've ever heard. Like, it's just like, oh god, who made fun of your dad? Yeah, <laughs> who made fun of your dad? You did. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> but no. So yeah, late nineties. Steve Austin kind of get got momentum in like mid to late ninety six. He really started taking off, and then yeah, um, WrestleMania thirteen in Chicago. Uh, he he. That's where the the rocket ship really hit him yep. because he started, uh, he had a match with Bret Hart and he, it was a solid match. Like it's, it's one of the most yeah. classic of all times. And, uh, he, 
the ending shot was Bret Hart had him in the sharpshooter and he his face was bleeding and he was just like he pressed up from the mat and all this blood started yeah dripping down his face or... and into his teeth oh yeah and like uh-huh. it was just like it, the visual was just it was like Holy. real blood or fake blood I real the, damn the, yeah so so the bleeding part that's actually interesting they used to if you ever watch wrestling they taped their wrists. Mm-hmm. So they used to put like a razor blade in there. Oh, really? And they, they, yeah. It was called blading. And they get themselves. Yeah. And so like they'd go down and, and like if you watch wrestling too, they all have long hair. Yeah. And part of that is, is you want to, when you're, when you're in the ring, you want to be able to talk. Yep. You don't want anybody to see you. So it's sure. really easy to pull all your hair down. Yeah. And then nobody can see you when you're talking or whatever. Yeah. But also, it's really easy when you're, when you have your head down, you can just. Yup. Man, what a what a job description yeah, to like, yeah, just blade yourself a couple times tonight. <laughs> yeah, don't go dude. too deep. Don't, 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 don't go too deep. <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of speaking of that, I got to show you. Uh, so in two thousand four, um, so Eddie Guerrero had a match in '04 against uh, John Layfield, Bradshaw, and he did a blade job in that match. Oof. Dude, hold get on. himself pretty good. There's been some bad ones, uh, uh, and you think yeah. once they do it like too much, you think they know they fucked up a little bit. Oh yeah, like like this was <laughs> starting to lose vision, guys. <laughs> Fuck, what was that? I don't know. Um, so this was that's what the mat looked like. Damn, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he did a blade job, Oof. and it was just oh, you can really tell in this in this one. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, it's rough. Man. It's really rough. But um so they do they have gone overboard a few times. I need I need some guaranteed money if I'm doing that. No shit, dude. And um yeah, he's he's like one of the best of all times, but uh he it just sometimes yeah. it happens, I guess. But um Do they still blade themselves today or is it more? No, no, no. So they got rid of that in like in 08 they they went from being TV14 to PG. Oh, and so gotcha. when so they did that, that to... and and a smart move on them yeah. because you're going to attract more advertisers, mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to have yeah. better relationships with your networks. Just that rating itself opens doors, yeah. Yeah, be... and mm. it's just like the they kind of shifted their target market back, but anyways, um getting back to the late 90s, mm-hmm. which is kind of when you talk to wrestling fans, it's kind of looked upon with the most rev- like it's like I, not- I look back on it and I'm like that had to just be such a cool time. Yeah, it was that like, like kind of the, the golden era. Yeah, I mean, like golden era. There's actually a period called the golden era, which is like the '80s with Hogan. Sure. And then the late '90s was kind of the attitude era, which is where it picked back up again. Yep. And then right from there, they went to ruthless aggression era. Okay. Uh, which was kind of their. They did some pretty horrific stuff during yeah. that time. They were trying to kind of recreate some of the attitude stuff. But, yeah. Um. Getting back to kind of the attitude stuff, um, Vince McMahon started just doing stuff, and and um, they had Degeneration X, and they started just pushing the line, and mm-hmm. and uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels just started just started like like they did a, a segment one time where they it was a Christmas show, and they they um, came out in Santa Claus thongs, oh, yeah. and it was just like they started just pushing lines, yep. and like and they they started telling people to suck it, and like yeah. and just. They Seeing started, what would stick to. Yeah, yeah, just being more like juvenile and more realistic and yeah. just like what you would say, like, like shove it up your ass. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. So then Steve Austin came along in like 96 and, and really kind of catapulted things and, and he started gaining momentum. 
And then in late 96, The, uh, the Rock came in as Rocky Maivia, mm-hmm. and which his dad was Rocky Johnson, and then his, um, his maternal grandfather yeah. was Peter Maivia, so they just put those together. And oh, sure. Rocky Maivia, and that was just a ho- horrible gimmick yeah. for him. Um, but then he, um, he started... He went away and was like injured, and when he came back, he joined the Nation of Domination, which was like, like, it was an all black group. Mm-hmm. I mean, they never said it was, yeah, but it was like it was, uh-huh. and it was like a a black power group. And if you go back and listen to some of the their promos and their interviews, it's not like they, yeah. they, they were intended as like a bad guy group. Uh-huh. They're, like it's pretty, it's pretty reasonable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's not really bad guy material, yeah. especially in today's climate. But, sure. uh, but yeah, so, um, so he joined them and then through that, he just started, they, they turned him into a, a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then from there he just started, like verbally assaulting people. Yeah. And, and well, like, I've seen the old clips of that too with the yeah. rock. Yeah. When he, so he played football at the U mm-hmm. and so I, he was just a big trash talker there, I yeah. guess. So they started just having him do that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. And, um, and it was just, I mean, it was, he's the best of all time on the mic. Like, yeah. Like when it comes to that stuff, he's, he's honestly really, really good. And mm-hmm. then, um, kind of like 97, the whole year of 97, they were kind of losing to WCW. And um, on the WCW side, they had the NWO, which was like Hogan. And, yeah. Um, and like people don't give Hulk Hogan enough credit because he he kind of brought brought wrestling to the masses in the 80s. Yeah. And then he kind of had a lull in the early 90s, but so did everybody. Yeah. And then in the mid-90s when he turned bad guy, he sent it to another level. Took back like, off. More popular than he was in the 80s, you think? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. More people watching. like yep. More like our age people watching. Sure. And, and it was just like he he revolutionized the whole business twice. Yeah, that's which crazy. Which is like it's, it's insane. Yeah. And um, so then the, the Rock and, and Steve Austin started gaining momentum. And just over time, they'd – and like uh, if you if – you, Listen to people who were on the WCW side back in the day. They always say that it was too WWF focused, so they were focused too heavily on how to compete with rather than putting Vince. out their own product. Yeah, and rather than how to like how to make yeah. their product as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. And and like Eric Bischoff was was concerned with putting Vince out of business and yeah. like and they they shouldn't have. They should have just yeah, still focused on the product and how can we yeah <clears throat> yeah exactly. So. They um so they started competing and once the WWF product got better and better and better, they just kind of took over and and they started getting better and better. Like WCW kind of had a really hot thing, mm-hmm. and then they didn't really have the next thing after yeah, that. That was it. They didn't evolve yeah. after that. Vince Vince has always been really good at having a hot thing and then capitalizing off of that. Yeah, what's gonna be hot? And getting next? like six hot things off of that. Yeah. So like. He, that's what he did better than anybody is he just capitalized on the success that they had mm-hmm. and grew that. Yep. And then they went public in like 99. Really? WWE did. Cause it, by, by like the whole year 98, like WrestleMania 14 was, was in Boston in March of 98. And they, um, they brought Mike Tyson in. Oh, and so yeah. Mike Tyson was part of it. And, and that's where like the, the tide really turned. Yeah, uh-huh. like they got so much mainstream exposure, and sure. like the news channels were talking about it. Yeah, and everything. so um, 
So the, it was just, it was a really cool time. And, um, and like they, their business just got so big and like Steve Austin helped that a ton. Yeah. And, and like, there's always debate about who is bigger between rock and Austin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, that's like the, yeah, it's like the LeBron Jordan one. You don't really need to debate it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like you can look back now and say, well, rock obviously was bigger mm-hmm. because he's bigger now. Yeah. But at the time, I think a lot of people would put money on Steve Austin. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's just, it's tough. But, um, but yeah, so they started just gaining momentum and then the WCW just got horrible. Like really? it, it went downhill. Like, like I said, they, they had nothing after their, they had this really hot angle with the NWO mm-hmm. and like they were, they took Rey Mysterio, they put Rey Mysterio on Kevin Nash's shoulders and lawn darted him into the side of a trailer <laughs> and uh, just like did crazy stuff. Yeah. But like after that, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. So it was like they, they had nothing to kind of follow up. Yeah. Which which ended up being their... Downfall there. Yeah, because it was like, then they started just gra- grabbing at straws. Yep. And it was like, there's nothing... I mean, when you grab at straws, you're not going to Yeah, get when much. you don't really have like a plot like or the, yeah. the end game to it. Yeah, yeah, and they just started like... The, the NWO went from being three guys to being like 50 guys really within like six weeks. Yeah. So it just got really watered down and, mm-hmm. and it's like, we was like, my thought is like with something like that, you really want to have it just, you, you want to keep that as special as you can. Yeah. From, as exclusive as possible. Yeah. Too. Because uh-huh. it just, it's going to more is not necessarily better. Yeah. No. And I think they, they were trying to do more and more and more. Yeah. And, and Vince McMahon kind of kept shit spitting all over the place. Um, <laughs> Getting excited. Yeah, Vince McMahon kind of kept what he was doing. Like, they had DX, but they kept just like five people. Yeah. And the NWO went to like fifty, so it was like it just it it seemed cooler when yep. it's five. Yeah. So, um, then you get into like two thousand and two thousand one. Like March of two thousand one was like their probably the peak of everything for for their like that was kind of the penultimate of the business because it was like wcw closed business and vince bought them really so he finally bought them so he gets all the wrestlers then too and everything or how Um, does that work so they were all on big guarantee contracts so a lot of them could sit at home and just collect cash and didn't even have to go again so a lot of them did that but they did they eventually got them like once once their contracts ran out they resigned them yeah so well like it there's a there's a infamous story about they have this invasion storyline which was just it was the worst. Like yeah. like it could have been really cool, but they didn't have the right players, they didn't have the right things mm-hmm. in place. So it just wasn't it wasn't that cool. But um but no, so Vince bought WCW and it, it's so funny, like um there's a story about this guy Jeff Jarrett. He kind of held him up for held Vince up for money when he yeah. was when he was leaving the company. Oh sure. So he was like, I want three hundred like three hundred grand or something up front. It was like all the stuff that was gonna be paid out over time. Yeah. And he's like, No, I want it now or I'm not going mm-hmm. out there pretty much. And um and he had the he had their intercontinental title, so he he kind of had him by the short hair. So yeah, big like yeah, yeah, he had the power there. Yeah, so he kind of leveraged that and held him held him up for money. Yeah, did he get it? Yeah. And so, uh, so then he went to WCW and then when Vince bought WCW, there's a, there's a really funny, there's a really funny, um, here, I'll, I'll show it to you. All right. So this is the night that they had their big show when they bought WCW. Vince McMahon got on, got on TV and, uh, and, uh, was like, we'll watch it here in a sec, but it's, it's so funny. He was, he was just such a savage. 
Well, now, here's the WWE. And here's WCW. Well, there's Jeff Jarrett. And here we have the owner of the World Wrestling Federation. And now, the owner of WC. He's so happy. I know. That's right. I, Vince McMahon, I have purchased, I own my own competition. <laughs> and tonight, tonight I have the ability to address WWE fans as to what this means. I have the ability to address WCW stars as to what this means to them. And yes, I have the ability to address WCW fans as to what this actually means to them as well. Tonight, at the right time, there'll be a special simulcast. Okay, so so that's the first time that it had ever been done. They did yeah. a simulcast on, so it was showing on USA Network and on TNT. Yeah, that's so a big like, deal. And I mean, that's like, that's a Turner Network and a and an NBC Universal <coughs> Network. Yeah. So just like, it. You're hitting everything there. Too. That's crazy. Yeah, like that never happens. And let me just say that tonight, for sure, one man will make history, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff spells his name. That's J E double F. Well, you know what? Hmm. I would suspect that we'd spell it a different way after tonight. That would be capital G double O double N double E. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> did, did he fire? Yeah, like uh and, and there's a there's a really funny story about um about Jeff Jarrett um being with Vin or with uh Bruce Pritchard at in in Panama City where they were taping the last Nitro and, and they're watching that, that on TV live, yeah. and he's like, well, I guess I'll get out of here, <laughs> dude. But th- Did he ever wrestle again? Oh yeah, he works there now. Oh, does he? So like water under the bridge. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Vince McMahon for all of his faults, like he he um, he's not stupid. He's a good businessman. Yeah, too. and and he'll do the right thing and like he'll do. In time, yeah. I think his but that his made thing for like, that made for a great yeah, yeah, yeah. display there. Uh-huh. That's J E double I'm sure everybody knew the story with Jeff Jarrett too. Oh and yeah, why Did, there was that beef. was a very that was a very inside baseball like uh, very just kind of that was a very kind of smart mark. Yeah, uh, reference that was smart. There. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and just like um, oh, and by the way, a mark is is uh, a fan. Okay, and good so, to know. I'm and, learning all this new lingo. Yeah, so a, a smart mark is like. Like I would consider myself a smart mark because like uh, because like I don't watch the product and I don't buy into like the yeah I I, I don't necessarily like I'm not like oh I hope this person wins yeah like when I watch it I'm like I'm like I wonder what they're doing here like yep. I wonder what the story what what are they trying to accomplish here yeah, what's yeah. the bigger picture yeah, yeah. so um, but no like the um, it's just it's so funny like that that was such a smart mark oh, thing yeah. and like and like I'm more interested in like the the kind of behind the scenes stuff so that's just it that's funny yeah that's J E double F no uh, but <laughs> um, so yeah like oh one he buys WCW and then they kind of have some lull years mm-hmm. um, I started watching in oh five yeah and I've kind of watched all of this stuff and and gotten a picture of kind of the whole business yeah. as in history as like I watched it like in in as a as a in, in the future I guess. Yeah. So 
Um, I, I was not a fan like during, I mean, I was three years old during sure. the late nineties, but it was, it that was like the golden era of like people talk about that time with like such reverence, but yeah. there was some, I mean, I've told you there's some pretty salacious stuff yeah. during that time. Like the, they, they had another character named uh, Val Venus who was a, uh, may or may not have been a porn star character. <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, and so then they had this this Kayan Thai group, which was a Japanese group, and they innuendoed yeah. that uh, they were going to chop off his willy <laughs> with a sword. And it's like, so there's some stuff in there that just makes you go, oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. but it, again, overall, push it, pushing the line though. Yeah, but like when you watch that and you and you hear like Steve Austin's glass break and he comes out, mm-hmm. that place go like the, the arenas back in those times went nuts. Just they like the roof came off of those yeah, places. That would be it, crazy to be there. That's the kind of stuff that I that I like. And like when I went to the NXT show last year, it wasn't quite like that. Yeah. But it was I mean You can only imagine what it would have been like at that yeah, time. Yeah, like was... like I remember the energy in that in that building. Yep. And it was just it and the funny thing about that is, like, I was sitting there thinking while I was at the NXT show, it was at the same building that they had, um, they had WrestleMania 13 in there. Yeah. They had um, parts of WrestleMania 2. They had WrestleMania 22. Mm-hmm. So they had all these, like, kind of landmark shows yeah. there. And I, I'm just sitting there going, like, when you're in, it's Allstate Arena, the Rosemont Horizon. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get away from these Rosemonts. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, the, uh, the building, like, when you uh, <laughs> when you uh, when you're in there, it's like this is a pretty unimpressive building. Yeah, but, but then, you just but then think you're about... in there, and the 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 roof is wood, mm-hmm. and it's just like the sound just, yeah. is just oh, yeah, uh-huh. it's so crazy. But um, but yeah, so I started watching like '05, and when you when you look back on it, it was a pretty unimpressive time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but like I'm, I was cool with it. Yeah. And <laughs> Got like, you into it. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then I started like getting really into older stuff. Mm-hmm. And like now I, like now I listen to podcasts and stuff like that, where I, I, like I said, the days of me watching the product. Are yeah. Probably, You're more like behind the scenes too. Yeah. Like now. I, I want to know like, that. yeah, I want to know like kind of what I just, I'm fascinated by just the whole, business of yeah it. i was like, gonna say i think that's what's intriguing about it too you don't have to be a big wrestling fan but still you can still appreciate the product and how it got from where it was to now and how it's yeah. evolved yeah and it's like have you ever seen the uh the brock lesnar doing the shooting star press off the uh-uh. top row oh dude so uh, god so this is uh this is Brock Lesnar in 03 and he's about to do he's about to do a crazy crazy ass move he like dude he like landed on his head yeah I was gonna say that looked like he fucked himself up yeah dude he did not that was not done well but like that kind of stuff, like that's impressive. Yeah, no, that's athleticism. Like you can't, you can't say these guys aren't athletes. Yeah, no, I mean, and and they are, but it's also like, it's also that they're they're also kind of entertainers yeah. and, and like uh-huh. performance artists. Yeah, is kind of uh, that's how I always think of it. I'm like, I'm like, it's it's just. It's just like yeah. When you think about it like that, when it's kind of like a show, and it's it's not necessarily. I think the people who don't get wrestling, they're like, well, where's the competition at? Like, it's not yeah. their competition. It's like, well, that's not what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like the people who don't get it are like, or or they just 
the people who don't get it are I always. Sorry, folks, having some audio yeah, issues. Yeah, some technical difficulties here. <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, it's just it's uh, I always just think of it as it's just fun. Yeah. Like it's just if you just want don't overthink it. Yeah, don't know. overthink it. It's just it's silly. It's yeah. fun. It's just like yeah. It is what it is, but um, but no, like there's some there's some. Uh, it's just there's there's a lot of stuff in there that will just kind of make you like raise an eyebrow and go, yep. what the hell? But it kind of keeps you watching it though. Yeah, it does. And the kind of the last point that I want to make, and and I don't know if I did a good job of no, painting didn't. the history of that. No, but, you did. Yeah. Um, but like when, once you get into like the two thousands. Like I kind of tuned out. I, I was a really big fan for like two years, mm-hmm. and then I would go through phases where I'd get back into it and then get back yeah, out sure, of it and yep. get back. So I kind of tuned out there for like oh eight, like oh seven, oh eight. Then I tuned back in for like two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and then tuned out for ten, and then yeah. tuned in for so, two thousand eleven. Was like I was. I actually got into it because I was like. They had a really hot angle with uh, CM Punk and and John Cena. Oh sure, and it yeah. was like, it was a, it was a pretty like I remember I was I was uh, I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah, and I was like, like I was getting into it. I'm like I'm like, that, yeah. that's probably the last time I was like, is this real? Yeah, uh, but no, like it, it, I got into it back then, and then like I'll tune in when it's good. Like I'll, sure, I'll and when I say tune in, I just mean like hop on the internet and yeah. see what's happening. But um. Like when it's good, I'll I'll hop on and then like when we were so 2014, they had a really cool angle with Daniel Bryan and, and it was, it, I I think I've I've showed you the the end of WrestleMania 30 where it, the the famous it's a miracle on Bourbon Street oh yeah uh-huh. and just like that was a really cool time and then um, but I mean when I think about like cool times that was kind of the last really are they in a lull right now then would you say oh yeah especially with covid yeah. but i mean quite honestly before covid yeah they I can't were even in think, a big cena's not with them anymore right he doesn't does, no, does he still no. make like guest appearances or anything like he'll that he'll do a guest shot every once in a while yeah. but he's big show still wrestling uh he's he's trying to make his way into like acting and stuff Easy. well i can't like like you said i can't really think of like usually i at least knew of like yeah. characters when i was growing up yeah. too and i knew who the popular ones were yeah. and everything and i could at least keep up with the storylines but i can't even think of anybody so now. like the biggest one they have right now is probably lesnar sure like lesnar and uh are you trying to see my fucking penis <laughs> yeah, i love that story <laughs> just get out of here <laughs> but no uh uh, so probably Brock Lesnar is probably the biggest one. Um, Roman Reigns, I would say, is is he's kind of on the rock track right now. Yeah. They, they're kind of hot shot in him, and he's been in the he was in uh, Hobbs is, and Shaw. Is Big E Langston still wrestling? Yeah, dude. Big E, yeah. I got I got his autograph. I've hung out with Big E. Yeah, uh, is he cool? Yeah, well, I hung out with him when he was uh because pl- I had a buddy who played for Iowa football, and at that point, Big E was just yeah. a defensive lineman. But yeah, he was cool. I got his autograph and everything. Yeah, and dude, he's. I think I saw something the other day where he they're getting ready to give him a big push. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um and yeah, I I hope I hope so. Like I remember seeing a video of him do a. And I was like, when when I saw the video, I was like, oh damn, he Iowa because yeah. he was wearing an Iowa cutoff. Oh sure, yeah. He did a five seventy five bench with no straps, no yeah. wrist support. Uh-huh. I'm like, who? Well, f- yeah, the, the guy was big before he started juicing. Yeah, yeah. you think he's juicing? 
I don't know. I've seen pictures of him recently, yeah. and he did not look like that. When he, I mean, yeah, no. it's one thing to be like big for a defensive lineman, but like to be that the, jacked at that weight, like the, to be that cut. Yeah. There's, yeah, I don't the, know. The, the reality, of, the reality about wrestling is everybody's on shit. Everybody's on and, shit. And my thing is like, why wouldn't they be? It, no, especially. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not like the competitive aspect isn't really there. So it's like it's not like it's yeah. cheating the product or anything well, like that. It's so only in, enhancing it. Yeah, in '94, uh, Vince McMahon went on trial. Because uh, he got prosecuted by by the government for selling steroids, and he ended up with a not guilty verdict. Yeah, and uh-huh. I think it was just a big conspiracy, like a bunch of people who did who probably got like screwed over by yeah, him. I'm sure he has a lot of enemies. Yeah, one, and he's on the juice. But like, yeah. I think a lot of it, and and there's no question that he took them. But the question was like, whether he was did distributing, you pressure, yeah, distributing and, and pressuring people. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but he got off scot free with that. Yeah, uh-huh. I do. Yep. But they were like, that was a time where he was, I think they were putting contingency plans in place mm-hmm. just in case he went to prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, damn. But yeah. I mean, consider it, I mean, it's a steroid, that's a steroid charge. Like that's, yeah. Uh, that's not, that's not that bad. No. But, um, but no. So the other thing that I always, I always point to when I talk about wrestling is, is, Look what look what everybody knows a who Hulk Hogan is. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, in recent years they know him <laughs> yeah, for I was gonna say. the worst things, yeah. but uh, everybody knows who that is. Steve Austin, he's he's got a cool show on USA where he like drives. Oh yeah, and ATVs you, you and ask stuff. any non wrestling fan too, they they still know yeah. Steve Austin and any, yeah, yeah. And and I always say the the lasting mark of Vince McMahon is gonna be the Rock. Yeah, like oh, the the Rock. Yeah, I was gonna say like, by far their biggest. Character that's. I, I think I think Vince McMahon can sometimes get caught up in, um, and and you'll see it. Some I, I think he's he's overall so just elated. Yeah. That, that the Rock is one of his guys. Yeah. And, and I think he and the Rock and Vince have a really good yeah. relationship. But I think Vince the probably owes kind of, the Rock as much as the Rock owes him for giving him the start. Yeah. Yeah. And I and especially like in. So The Rock went away from wrestling. It's actually interesting. He went away from wrestling in like 04 mm-hmm. and he was away and didn't acknowledge it and didn't do anything. And I think he's talked about it before and um, he had a lot of people in his ear going, get away from that wrestling shit. Yeah, like you can do bigger things. And yeah, this might but just be he's like, like a lot of people were telling him at the time, like you got to distance yourself from that. And once he started like getting some bigger, like one, I think it was like once he landed like fast five. Yeah. And and did and it was like okay he's actually going to be a pretty good. Yeah, a pretty good actor here. He's yeah, got a future like, in this. Yeah. yeah. I think then he was like okay I can kind of do what I want. Yeah. Like, like then so, it doesn't matter like people are still going to watch me regardless. Yeah. So and, then he started doing more stuff with Vince and like um and I think Vince McMahon is if I had to guess if I was in his position I would just be that would be like a crowning achievement that mm-hmm. the the highest paid actor in Hollywood yeah. is a WWE guy. Yeah, uh-huh. like, that's where I got to start too. Yeah, like, it's like mm-hmm. it's like that's how people knew him and that was his platform and his Instagram handle is The Rock, which was yeah. his, I, his yeah, that goes back, yeah. Like so I think I think like I think if you, you can't talk about The Rock's career without mentioning the star with wrestling too. Yeah, like, of course. And I think and, that's how most people still know him too. Yeah, and and The Rock is really good about he'll he stays in tune with stuff like yeah. he'll he'll tweet something every once in a while like if there's something cool yeah um especially in the last and that's year that's good for the product too yeah Vince like has it, to love that yeah like in the last year there's a, there's a new promotion called aew mm-hmm. and they they're actually owned by the same people who own the jaguars oh okay yeah and, the cons uh, or yeah 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 yep. uh-huh. uh Sh- shad Khan. yeah shad Khan. Yeah, yeah i like him mm-hmm. and um and his son tony Khan 
is kind of the head of that. Yeah. And but it's well funded, okay. and they're on TNT again. Yeah. And like, so this is like the first shot at like kind of. I think, like right now, barring COVID. I mean, you can't really bar COVID, but like, yeah. Once we get out of COVID, I think it's going to be a really, really cool time. Yeah. In 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 wrestling, and I think people will be starved for it too. It's one of those things like you don't know what you have until it's gone, and you... starved for it in a traditional sense of like, I want to see it with a crowd. Yeah. I don't want to watch it with no crowd. That's, That's stupid. I think I think the first show is back where they have live crowds. I think they gotta. Ha- I mean, you have to have a good show and a good plot for those when it comes yeah. back. But I think they have a big chance to kind of yeah. re- not rebrand themselves, but re- relaunch themselves. Well, and in the age of COVID, like Vince has done such a good job in COVID adapting to what to the circumstance. Like yeah, they did their whole WrestleMania thing, and they did. It kind of seemed like they went off without missing a beat. Yeah, I mean. Well, we're getting it without fans and stuff. Proper right. precautions in place. Yeah, they, without missing a beat, they also had some help, some government help. Like, yeah, they, they kind of had a shelter in Florida. And oh like, yeah, like Florida, they were named an essential business. Yeah, which, come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you think of essential, it's not that. Yeah, but, no, uh, but uh, but yeah. Wonder so if his they, wife had anything to do with getting that too. Linda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you can't say that they're not visionaries oh, and pioneers that's like, the one thing that, yeah for sure you can say whatever you want about them too but you can't say they didn't have a vision and they didn't yeah. execute it and yeah i mean they're uh yeah in a lot better place than 99 percent of the country so. oh dude and and vince like i i think he sees it and and i think if you look at it from an objective standpoint if you get to the top of wwe that's mm-hmm. kind of your ticket to then become a star like in Hollywood yeah, and, uh-huh. and, and just become like, like Cena's is doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and the rock blew that all wide open. Yep. Like, yeah. And, and, um, cause before that, if you would have said, you know, the biggest actor in Hollywood would come from pro wrestling, people yeah. would like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like really Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like the, yeah, the rock, he's, he's the most, he's like, he's the biggest success story probably mm-hmm. in the country of all time yeah. anyways yeah regardless of yeah, yeah in a, from it, a wrestling standpoint too. but in wrestling like he's and i think like traditional wrestling fans like they get kind of bent out of shape about it because they're like well he just goes and does that hollywood shit doesn't yeah. even come back and rest boys <laughs> and it's like well yeah because that's kind of what you have to i mean it I'm sure you make good money in pro wrestling, but I imagine being on a movie set and uh, filming a movie makes a lot more money too, less risk. And... Yeah, I and and The Rock will say like and he's even, at a different point in his life too. I can't imagine he wants to be. I, no, I think he. I think in his last whatever his last match was, he uh, tore his like hip flexor or something. Yeah. So I think he's like okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Do I? Not, I don't need to be putting myself yeah. through this. Like yeah. I mean, it's a tough gig. Oh yeah, uh-huh. it can't be an easy life. No, can't no. be an easy life because it's like you're part truck driver because yeah. you're driving from town to town. Yeah, you're just living on the road too. It's hard to yeah. recover that way too, and then you're just putting your body through a beating. Yeah, car crash every night. Yeah, and, essentially. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then having to go out and perform every night too. Like that's exhausting. And be on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and like um, I, I showed you a clip the other day of uh, Vince McMahon, the uh, where he's he's it's actually on I have a DVD in that little thing over there um, of it's called McMahon and mm-hmm. it was put out by WWE like in 06 sure and um, it's just all about Vince and mm-hmm. kind of it's a documentary style yeah. I mean it's it's really just a hype piece yeah but um, in there they have this this video and it's hold on I might be able to play it um, 
Okay, so I'm gonna play this video. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I cherish every moment I've ever had on the face of this earth. Everyone. I don't know what event this was at. Yeah. If it was at a, I think it, it's my guess is like a corporate event. Yeah. Or something. It's a black tie event. Yeah. He's he's uh I'm we're watching this right now. He's in a white Miami Vice type suit and. Um, <laughs> He's giving a toast, so this is the this is the toast. But there's a really good part coming up. What a showman! Yeah. Not that I want you to live your life like me, God. I don't want that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to wish that on any of you. But the way I do it is that I wrench the neck of life every single day. <laughs> I get as much out of life as I possibly can. I squeeze it down to the last drop. <laughs> <laughs> like, just that, that is like... I mean, it's a great philosophy, but what a way to phrase it. I know. I, and, sure, uh, there are some elderly white women in there who are like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure his wife, Linda, was just like, yep. oh my goodness, no, Vince. It, yeah. But uh, no, he is like... when. He has also a philosophy of sleep is our enemy. Yeah. No, he goes full board. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like there's stories of him, like they'll they'll land a flight at two in the morning, and like I don't know if you've ever gotten off flight at two in the morning, but yeah. first thing I want to do is go to bed. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. And uh, he goes to the gym. Yeah, that's and then crazy. He'll, he'll sleep for two three hours and then be up and running a yeah. production meeting or whatever. I mean, all the habits that you're about successful people having and stuff like that. Vince does all of them too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And and he is um he just like, has a non-traditional product that he owns. Yeah. yeah, and and I think like um say what you want about him and and there's there's a lot of there's a lot that can be said. Yeah. But um he at the end of the day, he's kept his family together. Yep. So he's been married for what, 50 some years? Yeah, and and again, say what you want about that. Yeah. How how that happened or uh -huh. whatever and I I'm not going to I'm End not game though is they're still together. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. It's like you can't argue with that. Yep. And his family works with him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, he can't be like, he yeah. can't be the villain that he played on. It's, it's television. a show. It's a show. Yeah. Exactly. It's an act. Like, yeah, I'm sure if, if I get, you get that guy in a family environment or just, you know, on a normal yeah. day, he's a really cool guy. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and I think like, uh, people have a lot of misconceptions and, and about, Everybody in that whole family, yeah, like fuck you, Bob Costas. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob Costas didn't help that at all. No, not at all. Too. I mean, I think, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and, I, and he tried to. Have you seen the follow up to that? Uh, -uh. they did a follow up like a year later. Well, I think Bob. I mean, everybody knows what Vince is, and he yeah. doesn't try to hide it. So when people saw Vince reacting the way he did, which Bob was getting under his skin and trying yeah. to, it's like, okay, well, you, you're doing that. Yeah. I think Bob Costas came out looking worse, almost. Like yeah. people knew he was that he was trying to bait He's him. An and asshole, it was yeah. gotcha journalism and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's talking about the the like he was grilling him on the the nature of the product at the time, which yeah. was there was some salacious stuff in there. But yep. mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Costas didn't do any favors yeah. there. But. And and if you say what you will about the product too, just don't watch. Yeah, exactly. Turn it off. Like, exactly. Yeah, don't make it a big deal. Yeah, Costas is not very good at that. No, no, he's not gonna, at all. He's going to give you his opinion. Yeah, but, and um, I, Costas has plenty of enemies. Yeah, I'm sure he's. Uh, Lucky, lucky he's not walking around the streets of Des Moines. <laughs> we'll see if his name ends up on a list. Yeah, true. Um, but um, 
Okay, it, just just for the record, if Bob Costas suddenly goes missing in the next couple of days, it was not me. Not us, yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah. I, I have no... Start with Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Titan Towers in <laughs> Connecticut. But uh, no, so yeah, Vince McMahon is just... I, I don't even know what to say about him because he's, he's just so like out there. Yeah. And But I think, I guess where I was going before that, I, I just regained my train of thought. Um, <laughs> So Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, married Triple H, and so now Triple H is kind of gearing up to take yeah, over. Yeah, sure. And uh, at least that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are hanging their hat on that as like a saving. I don't think it's necessarily a saving grace. Yeah. For the company, but I do think things will change, um, as they would with yeah, anybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. But um, but no. So like everybody is kind of like, the, there there is a lot of fear kind of around the whole McMahon family. Yeah. But every time that you've ever ta- taught somebody who's like done business with them or yeah. is, is like they're, they couldn't be sweeter people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Vince is no nonsense and he's always like, he's always, yeah. he's always like, eh, like, and even so that, uh, that 30 for 30 about the XFL stuff, who was that NBC executive that he was good? Dick Ebersole. Yeah, exactly. And obviously the XFL failed that first time around too, but even in that documentary yeah. too, Dick had nothing but good things to say yeah. about him as, yeah, as well, a businessman, as a friend, as a dude. Yeah. Like, when, uh-huh. when the first XFL, I was going to say this earlier, when the first XFL failed, um, Jim Ross, who I listened to another podcast with him yep. too, um, he went into Vince McMahon's office and Vince McMahon was like, um, it, he's like, there's not, he's like, I, if I could do it all again, I'd do it the exact same. He's yeah. like, we did everything we could do. And mm-hmm. he's like, and he's like, eh, it just is kind of is what it is. Yeah, it's sometimes like, things just gotta, don't work out. You got to love that attitude. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we'll try it. And if it doesn't work, yep. it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I think I think more people need to have that. It's, yeah, yeah. So many times they're just scared to try it too. And Vince will just throw it on the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, exactly. And it's like some of the stuff he throws on the wall admittedly has been shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's like... Some not everything's going to... Yeah, not everything's going to work out though. But then you get guys like like The Rock, mm-hmm. Cena. Yeah. And, and now like Roman Reigns, who I'm... Everybody has their own opinion about that because he's kind of the golden child. Yeah, but I mean, do you think he'll take off too? Kind of like get that popularity. I think the he'll start in action. He's he was already in Hobbs and Shaw. Did you ever see that? I did not know. Okay, so he was in that, and he was kind of a Samoan badass yeah. character. In Is that. he a good actor in it? Um, he did. He had like I think one or two lines. Yeah, but he was pretty. But good. the doors open. Yeah, mm-hmm. and which is how Rock started. Too. Yep. So the Rock started in Mummy Returns or whatever that was. Yeah. And, um. He, he. Did you ever see Doom? I did not see Doom, but yeah. I've seen Mummy. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, the the Rock started with some shit movies, mm-hmm. but like, as as do most actors too. Yeah, so but he's he's gotten a lot better, and uh, I think I think Roman Reigns is probably on that same. Yeah, and, and I think he wants to. He's kind of got that attitude. He got like, bigger plans too. Yeah, like that's the thing is like the thing about Vince McMahon is he he always says, I he's like I don't give guarantees, I just give opportunity, and it's like that is that's such a cool like yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. And when you think about that, and then the guys who take that and they're like, "I like, like, give me the opportunity." Yeah, you know? uh-huh. it's like that's what that's what you want, and that's what it should be too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's not all on Vince too. He'll give you the opportunity, and then it's up to you whether to to do with it what you will. But yeah, at the point, at the end of the day, if if he gives you a start and gives you a job, he doesn't owe you much more than that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and and people will say, "Well, the writing sucks" or whatever, and it's like, yeah. And and I think I've heard I've heard Cena say this in an interview where he's like, he's like, your job. Is to take what they give you, yeah, and make it good. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's like if you do that, you're you're good. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's like also give them ideas. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. and um, Vince McMahon. He, I was watching a there's a really there's actually a really fascinating interview with 
uh, Shawn Michaels, who who now is like a um, he's retired, but he's he's kind of in a coach role. Sure. And so he, which is which is really good. Like all those young guys who are yeah who are getting that tutelage, they're they're way better off than they would be. They would be just coming in. Cold. Yeah, exactly. So, but there's a really interesting interview from him when he was when it was like 2000. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that uh, Vince Vince was always like nobody tells me anything. He's like nobody ever yeah. nobody ever comes to me with ideas. Nobody ever. He's like people just come and say what do you have for me? And yeah. It's like that doesn't do anybody any good. No. Yeah. And then you can't complain too. Yeah. Exactly. You don't like it too. You know. Yeah. So, um, so I guess that is the end of me jerking Vince McMahon off. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but no, he like I I have I have. So much respect. Yeah, say for, what you will. Say what you will about him, but you can't say he's not good at his job. Yeah, like I have so much respect for him and his whole family. Like, yeah, him, Triple H, like all those guys are they're Yeah, and he works hard too. He he works hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You don't take a company so that you don't take a company from a regional, yep. small little promotion in in the Northeast, getting them national, going to cable, and, and then global. Yeah, like they're global. Like they do yeah. shows in Saudi, Saudi yep. Arabia. Yeah, and which say what you will about that too. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, when I think I think I like his his philosophy of like. But imagine in the sixties, there's no way he thought we'll be in Saudi Arabia yeah. or over like yeah. overseas doing shows and, and and when you think about it from his perspective, it's like. Like I get it. There's some horrible stuff going on, but yep. I think he looks at it as a: is it good for the business? Yep. Is it gonna is it gonna be beneficial for the business? And B: his job is to entertain people. Yep. And there's people there to be entertained, mm-hmm. so he's gonna go. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. Don't make it more complicated than that. Yeah, and it's like I think there's a lot of pressure on on everybody to be like the moral police yeah. and the moral like have all the answers and yep. all that. And I think Vince McMahon's like, screw that. Yeah, like, that doesn't need to, I mean, yes, obviously that's good, but that doesn't need to exist in every aspect of life. Yeah, and it's so. like, and it's like, well, I, I, and if you watch the shows in Saudi Arabia, they're doing cool stuff. Like they, they had two women wrestle mm-hmm. and obviously like the women had to wear long sleeves sure, and yeah. pants and they couldn't, and they had to kind of follow cultural. Yeah, but that had to be like the first time that was done. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, for women ground. to be in that, position mm. in Saudi Arabia. Especially yeah, I was just about to say, especially in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah like that that's huge. Mm-hmm. And like so I think they're doing they're doing good stuff there. Yeah. And I mean is it is it again, is it is it in line with what America's values are? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But but at the same what, time it shouldn't be his job to what, conform what they're doing to that. is probably. Yeah. But there was a big there's a big kind of scandal, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh because people got held up on a plane and they think it was Saudi government, but <laughs> yeah, again, we nobody really knows, mm. and it's like if if they if it's doing good business for them, I guess it's doing yeah. good business for them. But. Yeah, they shouldn't be having to conform to what makes everybody else happy or what the American values are too. Like at the end of the day, that's a private entity. You do, yeah, and yeah. and the the funny thing is, is like it's a. I mean, he sold a lot. It's a public company. I own yeah. one share. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, What's their stock price at right now? Might oh, the, might have to cop a few goodness. shares. Um, one sec. Okay, so it's actually funny. I I uh, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, I bought a share of this like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Or probably a year ago, like in May of last year. And at that time, they had just done their big deal with Fox. Sure. Their billion dollar deal with Fox. So I bought, I bought the, um, 
I bought the stock at $81.01. Yeah. And today it's sitting at $45.37. Now might as well hang on to it though. Yeah, no, I'm, I like, I just wanted to see kind of what it was like. Yeah. And, and I thought, you know what? I'll go to a shareholder and meeting. And now, now you can throw in uh, part owner of the WWE <laughs> in your Twitter bio. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. One, I don't even know how many shares are out there, but yeah, I would just go with the part owner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, but no, I, I hope this has been somewhat informative and entertaining. I had oh, a lot yeah. of coffee, so it could have been all over the place. I No, I uh, enjoyed it. I know more about it than I did too. And I, just getting the background, I think you appreciate it more. Oh uh, yeah. And that's what I was, that's what, what I always enjoy is like, is like when you really stop and think about what they did, yeah, take take the aspect of the product out of it whether yeah. you like it don't like it if, whatever and people who are looking for competitive sports obviously don't come to this like yeah exactly yeah. it's like go watch ufc if you it, want the it competition is what it is don't try to make it something yeah it's not. and there's a reason that like people like conor mcgregor yeah and um like brock like brock lesnar did really made a lot of money in the in the ufc yeah part of that's because he knows how to market himself and Yo. part of that is because he was under the wing of Vince mcmahon for years yeah so it's like Great tutelage. There. Yeah, it's like if you want to if you want a lesson in promotion or whatever, look no further. Exactly. It's, I mean, and and if you want a lesson in business and like just the mindset of business. Yeah. Vince McMahon is great example. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and just he's he's been doing it for such a long time. Yep. And if you watch the old stuff, he's done every aspect of the business. Yeah. Like, I, people always say he won't ever ask you to do anything that he won't do. Exactly. So like. He he fractured his like coccyx one time because he took a bump off the cage and uh, he took like uh, Steve Austin hit his head on the cage and then Vince McMahon went back yeah. and he was supposed to go through like the sweet spot of this table uh-huh. and the tables at the time were like it was like three sides that were kind of upright like this yeah. so it's kind of a, a incomplete rectangle sure yeah and then um so he hit with his back. Like that, yeah. Like he hit, he hit his flat back on the the top edge of that, yeah, of that like yeah. rectangle thing. Fractured his whole like coccyx and everything. And yeah. Like so, he's done it all. Yeah. And, and it's not yeah. like he's just pulling the strings. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. He, he's, he's been putting in the work. Oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, but yeah, no. I hope this was somewhat fun and informative, and and it was fun for me to just talk. I feel like. We did an hour and twenty minutes. Jeez, didn't and, even seem uh, like that. Yeah, I know. I I could talk for another hour, but yeah, I gotta get uh, out of here before that. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, dude. All right, well, I appreciate you doing this. Um, oh yeah, we might be we might be back for, um, dude. It'd be fun to do like a. I I'll have to pick something out, and just do like a reaction, reaction video. Yeah, yeah where yeah. we watch it live, that would be cool. That would yeah. be funny, especially some of the more outrageous shit. Yeah, just. Like it's it, that I think that would be fun. So we might have to do that at some point. Definitely, I'm game. All right, let's do it. All right, well that is all I have for uh, for this episode. So uh, as always, follow me on social media at a Paul World. Uh, check me out online at thepaulshow.net, and um, have a wonderful whatever time of day you're listening to this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's all I got. Later, everybody.